Welcome to Breakfast on 91.3 FM. So in our next feature, we want to look at the mental wellness of our learners. And we're going to be looking at learners generally, as well as, you know, our matriculants and the stressful reality that they had to face in 2020. And I thought the best person to sort of give us an understanding as to what learners are going through, Dr. Yusuf Larkin, he is an educational and child psychologist, and he'll be spending the next few minutes with us. Doc, assalamu alaikum and Shukran so much for your time on Breakfast 91.3 FM. Wa alaikum salam gulam and shukran again for the invitation. It's only our pleasure. Doc, let's look at, the, you know, 2020. It has been a very stressful year to the extent that we heard of two learners even who committed suicide, you know, not too long ago. What were some of the common diagnoses that you have come across in 2020? Very unfortunate the news when I heard it as well, Gulam, but I think it it raises alarm bells and it's important for us as a community and a society to begin to understand the impact of the pandemic, not just on our physical health, but also on our mental health. And I, and I think those two incidents is a clear indication that there's something happening mm. uh, amongst our young people in particular that we need to be aware of. And what I'd like to do, do I mean, just before we touch on sort of the more common diagnosis that we've been seeing in the practice, I think for the benefit of all our listeners is to begin to just say this has been one of the most traumatic events in our lifetime. And we often don't realize that really. Um, but, you know, the nature of the pandemic, I think, needs to be more generally understood. And I, I just want to highlight maybe three elements of the pandemic and then related to, I think, to what our young people are going through. Mm. I think the first thing about this pandemic, it was very sudden. Nobody had expected it, nobody had planned it, nobody had foreseen uh, the nature of this pandemic. And so for many of us, and I'm talking mainly at this point about our learners, in the trick in particular, we planned our year. We had something in mind about what we were going to do. Our teachers had planned the year, the Department of Education had planned the year. And then suddenly, suddenly on the 26th of March, all of that came to an end. Yes. And not only that, Everything else came to an end. So the second thing about this pandemic is not just it was sudden, but it was very comprehensive. So every part of our lives suddenly changed. We think of a learner, they had no connection with the school, they had no connection with friends, they had no connection with sports clubs, they had no connection with social activities. So the pandemic affected every dimension and every aspect of our young people's lives. And their world suddenly shrunk dramatically in a very short space of time. And suddenly it's nothing that they used to know uh, available to them. Mm. And of course, the third thing about the pandemic that has affected all of us is that it's unpredictable. And so we don't know the nature of the pandemic, really. We don't know whether this is the, the last surge or the last wave. Will, be the, will there be a third and a fourth? Will, we, will the vaccine you know, will be returned to normal? So I think those three elements, the sudden nature of it, which is traumatic, the comprehensive nature of how it affected religious, sports, social, cultural, all activities and all functions in our society. And of course, we don't know where it's going to end, exactly. how it's going to end. So with those kind of conditions, I think the most vulnerable communities, vulnerable sectors of our communities, are we now beginning to understand our young people. Because they look ahead, they don't look back. 
we can all say we miss what we had done before. Young people are looking ahead and they say, well, will we be ever be able to do that? Will we ever be able to go back to university? Will we ever be able to have this and that? Yeah. So their world has changed. So in terms of diagnosis, we see a range of diagnosis amongst young people. Um, and, I, and I think the most common, obviously, is stress and anxiety and depression. So young people are really reacting very, very badly. And I really urge our parents to be more uh, you know, mindful of our young people and, and, yeah. and watch them and talk to them and make sure that they're okay. And not to assume just because they're young, they can cope better. Mm. Certainly not the case as we see in our practice. And I want us to touch on the role of the parents because there's a lot of high expectations from parents. You know, my child must achieve a certain result or, you know, my child needs to be posted onto social media because they've got all sevens in their reports or they've just excelled so well. And this time around, it might be a little bit of a disappointment for them. So we're going to touch on that a little bit later. But I want to also look at, you know, from your experience, Doc, I mean, if we look at the issue around the matriculants, for example, there was this whole talk about having them to rewrite two of the papers, although the, it was overruled. Do you think that the education department also took the mental wellness of the matriculants into account before even making this decision, let alone it being overturned? No, no, clearly not, Gulam, uh, from our perspective. Um, in the best of times, you know, rewriting any question paper is difficult for anyone. Because when you complete uh, an examination, there's a sense of relief that it's over. You know, regardless of what the outcome is going to be, you sit back and I have done my best and it's now done. When you find a year like this where nothing has worked the way it should have, the teachers and the Department of Education and the respective schools struggled really hard to get a, a, a program together to achieve certain outcomes in order for these learners to feel ready to write an exam. Now, keep in mind that these matriculants have been deprived, essentially, of six months of active engagement with teachers. Remote learning is not the ideal, and, you know, learners have not really coped as well as we had thought they would with the idea of remote learning. Mm. Um, so learning and teaching is an active process. They've been deprived of that for six months, and then they wrote an exams, and then to be told that you have to rewrite it I can't think of anything more traumatic for any young person because it adds to the uncertainty of life that they're already experiencing. So even in the exams, now suddenly is not final. You know, I have to rewrite this. What else is uncertain? And you can imagine, you know, rewriting an exam means relearning and repairing. Yes, yes. It's not a question of I know this stuff already and I'm just going to go back. Or you have to actually go back to those question papers and to the textbooks and to mm. the notes. Uh, and that, that is not the ideal. So I'm very happy that, that this has been overruled. And I hear the Department of Education can be contested. I, I think it's not a wise move on their side to start with. But I think, you know, the, in, uh, the rational point of view will prevail and they will not be subjected to this. Right. Doc, let's move along. Like I said, we wanted to get your opinion on this as well. Is with that the parents 
have got certain expectations of their children and now the children perhaps cannot deliver. How important is it for parents to play that positive role, creating a positive mindset for their children to say, you know what, you've received sevens for five years being on school and now you came home with fours and fives in your report is actually okay and not necessarily to apply the pressure of saying, you know, calling the kid names. How important is it for parents to maintain that positive role with their children and to, you know, to encourage them to do even better? So here's the interesting thing, Gulam, about the pandemic, you see. I think when I mentioned earlier about the, the three elements of the pandemic that has impacted on, on children, those very same elements have impacted on parents, on teachers, on principals, on everybody. So we're all kind of in a space where we need to acknowledge that, that if I'm not coping as an adult, how can I expect my child to be coping? Mm. You know? If I'm worried about my job and my income and my family relations and my well-being, then recognize that that emotion and that distress is shared by everybody. And this is the amazing thing about this pandemic is because we begin to recognize I'm not the only one. And if I'm not the only one and the other person next to me, my child, regardless of their age, in some way is going through a difficult time as well. So I need to be more sympathetic. I need to be more understanding. Mm-hmm. I need to be more acknowledging of how others are struggling because I know I am. So I think for parents, this is a great wake-up call. Because in the past, it was easy for parents to look at themselves and say, look, I did all of that when I was your age and I did this. You know, you kind of look down on the child. Here you have to recognize that they're going through a difficult time. And I have to adjust my, my expectations. And in fact, I need to ask, what is the most important thing in our life right now? And if you say the grades are more important than my child's happiness or my child's mental well-being, then obviously you, you're looking at it from the wrong point of view. Yeah. You know, those, those things that we used to look at, I think there's a challenge for us to begin to reprioritize. And we all know that right now, for all of us, is our physical, our health, and our mental health and our mental yeah. well-being. We need to prioritize that. Everything else is, is secondary. Secondary, correct. Um, we can always go back to matric. We can always go back to first year university. We can always go back to uh, finishing off my mm. degree. But if you if you impact it physically and you, and you get ill, you never get health back as quickly. If you're mentally affected, it's very difficult to recover. Yeah. So the challenge for all of us, all of us, parents and teachers, is to put our health, physical and mental, as the priority and everything else is secondary. Doc, if we were to look at the matriculants at the moment, they are obviously expecting the results uh, early next year. Now, what are the options for those matriculants if they didn't achieve the desired result? What are the options, Doc? Well, the options, Gulam, is to just go back, you know, and redo it. But I think we need to create a climate for that to be the acceptable um, and approved a way to do it. We've, we've, we've gone into 2020, we thought we were going to have a full year and we didn't. That's the reality. Yeah. We tried our best with the limited time that we have and regardless of the outcome, whether we succeed, then we go forward. If we have not succeeded, we all recognize that 
we 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 shouldn't be hard on ourselves about 2020, mm. and 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 then to create the the climate, you know, from the education department in our respective homes, to let children know it's okay, you know, it's okay that uh, it didn't work in 2020, that we can go back 2021, right. and and redo and improve on whatever we have not achieved. Because all of us, again, the, the point I want to make is, there's not a single person <laughs> that, that can say that I've achieved what I wanted in 2020. It's Absolutely. impossible. Yeah. And so we all need to be kinder uh, and more sort of sympathetic to ourselves and to others, you know, mm. and, and, and create that climate where the child knows it's fine. I can go back, I can retry, and, and I'll get the support from my parents, and from the school and from the department to achieve my goals eventually. Absolutely. Dr. Yusuf Larkin, educational psychologist as well as a child psychologist, shukran for your time this morning on Breakfast 91.3 FM. And may you have a blessed new year, inshallah. Shukran for always availing yourself to chat to us. Assalamu alaikum.